we're pretty pretty much on the opposite ends of the globe, and yet we we're having a conversation. I, I don't think it's that bad. Oh God, far out. There's a lot of pressure today. I should have put makeup on. Welcome to episode five of Take It EV. Today's episode is going to be an interview with someone who's very famous for their super funny videos and their ability to convert a legacy car into an EV. Please welcome Kiwi EV. Briefly introduce yourself and tell us what do you have to do with all this EV stuff. Okay, we'll start with the introduction. My name is Gavin Shoebridge. I was born in 1943. No, I made all of that up. My name's Gavin. I'm uh, infatuated with electric cars, all methods of transport, not just electric cars, but also internal combustion engine. But electric cars, obviously, they're the future. And uh, back in 2007, after a decade of wanting to do it, I converted a car to electricity uh, back during a time when no one had done anything like that, or it was just such a a freak thing to do. And then uh, years later, out came the Nissan Leaf and the Tesla Roadster and all the, and then of course the, the renaissance of electric cars began. And so now I've, I've been following that intently ever since. In fact, I think my electric car obsession started back, uh, would have been back in the mid eighties. I remember, I can remember distinctly asking my dad for a go-kart when all the other kids wanted go-karts. Of course, when you're a kid, you wanted a go-kart, but I wanted, I remember asking him specifically an electric one. And I don't know why, I don't know why, but I wanted an electric one, not a gas powered one. So I'm guessing I was corrupted from an early age. <laughs> have you, have you ever driven anything electric? Um, you know, or was there anything, anything about electric that kind of caught your attention? No, that's um. the thing. I, I don't know. It's it's like, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. You know how, how birds and cats and dogs and chimpanzees, they instinctively know how to fly or swim. You know, it's just, it's built into their software. They just know. I think it was the same with me. It's, it wasn't something I learned because, you know, humans, we, we don't seem to have any real instinct. We have to learn how to swim and all that. But, but somehow I had this instinctual feeling ever since I was young that electric cars, I have to drive an electric method of transport. So I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, this is the most bizarre story. <laughs> it's instinctual. <laughs> so, so you weren't one of those kids that had a cool, um, you know, poster of Lamborghini or Porsche or whatever on their uh, door or, you know, did you, were you we were into cars when you were a, a, a child oh, yeah. or a teenager? Oh, no, absolutely obsessed with cars. Um I, my dad used to have, um, oh, he, he'd, he'd have unusual cars as well. He used to have an, a business he ran downstairs. He had an old land cruiser and of course it wasn't used a lot. So I used to sit in there and, and sit in the driver's seat and pretend to change gear and pretend I'd make the car noises and everything. This is back when I'm like 12 and I, I was just obsessed with the idea of driving. I couldn't wait to drive. And I remember occasionally my uncle uh, would allow me to sit on his lap and I would be driving the car in the car park. It had power steering. So my little, you know, nine year old arms couldn't manage the steering wheel. But yeah, and it was an automatic. So I could just steer the car at low speed around an empty car park at night and that was for me that was a thrill so yeah i've always been obs obsessed with cars i've got uh 24 or 25 cars i've owned in in, in my 38 years on the planet which is wow. far too many but uh, yeah that gives you an idea of how obsessed i am with cars <laughs> interesting like i'm quite the opposite i um i wasn't interested in cars at all until i was about 27 or 28 and i was pushed to to um to do the uh, the driver's license, um, 
because I grew up in a in town or a city um, uh-huh. with pretty decent public transportation, and I love to walk. I'm sort of a rambler, you know, by nature. Mm-hmm. I just didn't care about cars. Um, and then I remember doing my first sort of driving lesson, and it was on the um, where I grew up. The, the, what they would do is they they would first teach you sort of in a in a closed environment. Um, you would just go in the first gear, um, and you know just use clutch and brakes basically to uh, to propel yourself around. And I just right. loved it, um, but never before like I, I've like just like you, I've been driven by ankles on their lap, and you know, and they would allow me to um, to steer and everything. It just never caught with me. Like I I just never had the bug to like go and drive. It just I'd never cared for it, and then. I did the uh, the driving myself, and all of a sudden I was like, "Wow, I love this stuff." It is, um, it is kind of addictive, isn't it? It's, it's like I guess it's probably like doing, um, I don't know, pseudoephedrine or whatever. What's the drug they do? Is it uh, not is it heroin? Yeah, that's a good example. It's like heroin, you know. You don't if you've never tried heroin. Don't of course, do I've heroin, never. Kids. Oh, well, of course, don't do heroin. But you know, I've never tried <laughs> heroin. Um, but uh, but I imagine that it must make you feel really good, and that's why you get addicted to it. It's the same with ele- with you know cars, whether they're gas or electric. It's like. It's like you've been standing your whole life, and now you're finally sitting down. It just feels good, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I felt I felt similar when I I've got my first bike or bicycle. Um, just cycling, you know, as a, as a kid, it was just such an amazing thing. Mm. Um, and and my dad would, was into mending bicycles and sort of oh, yeah. you know, playing with them. Um, so I so we we, had, we always had a bicycle uh, when I was a child, uh, and then I mended them when I was sort of early teens and i remember actually selling my computer for uh in exchange for a bicycle um and then selling the bicycle back to get the get a, get, another, get another computer which is you know um another you story. venture capitalist but, uh, yeah. well done <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah Inter- interesting like uh, yeah I, i'm always interested in, in knowing you know people's stories obviously cars are just just you know means of transportation for most of the people but um oh, yeah, sort of yeah, the yeah. Or- origin story is always fascinating Gosh, I remember I was so obsessed to to have a car when I was a kid. I used to get a, if I had a big cardboard box, I'd sit in the box, you know, when I was seven years old. And, uh, you know, dad had a a spare car battery sitting around. And uh, I remember he bought an old Skoda, which, you know, is, it it had died as Skodas do, or at least they did back in those days when they were built in Czechoslovakia. They weren't the most reliable (laughs) four-wheeled beasts. But uh, I'd harvest the light bulbs out of the dead Skoda that was sitting outside. And I'd I, and I'd put holes in this cardboard box and get little run little wires and things and I'd and I'd wire indicators and things to the box and I'd you know connect the wire on off on off to make the indicator flash and all that and pretend I was driving an actual car and then a few years later this is probably about when I was about thirteen or fourteen I found a supermarket trolley sitting outside neglected and lonely and looking terrified out on the road and I thought ah I can work with this. So I, I brought it home. <laughs> it was yeah, it was somewhere on the street nearby, and we were in the suburbs, so there was no reason for a supermarket trolley to be there. But I brought the supermarket trolley home, and with a complicated series of of of, of rope and string, I managed to force the front wheels to steer somewhat. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then and then I and then I sat in the supermarket trolley, and I think my either, I think it was my brother who gave me a push onto the road, which is on a slight it went downhill slightly, uh, and then. Uh, I picked up speed immensely, and at first, for the first four or five seconds, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I've got this. 
unfortunately, I remember distinctly the string which gu- uh, which guided the wheels came off in my hand, <laughs> and my speed picked up, and I ended up careening into the back of a, a parked car which had some bull bars on the back. Uh, so no damage to the car. My trolley had a scuff, uh, and I think that was that was the end of my trolley racing days. But uh, I, I survived. I didn't break anything, thank God. But it, you know, shook me a bit. So interesting. Uh, interesting. Sorry, we really got off, off topic there. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. There's, there's loads of stories that I have about me cycling and you know getting bruised and mm. you know, just it was awful. Um, some but of the falls just you know. What but, what you said though is is, is a good point. It, it, getting you know, tasting freedom in cars. This is one thing, one, while as, as much as I, I like tra- public transport and it works great and I use it occasionally, it doesn't replace the feeling you get driving a vehicle. Pu- public transport, as functional as it is, it can never replace the enjoyment of driving a car. Well, um, yeah, I, 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 I do love, you know, when I, when I take a train or a bus, I love looking out the window um, instead of looking at my phone uh, mm. as a sort of, you know, sort of world watching uh, sort of thing but yeah but like you say um there is something sort of natural about us being able to go where we want to go and it's the same thing you know with walking right that's how we start yeah uh, and then we just want to go further and quicker and um and to places like you know like we can't go just on our feet because it's either um too hard or uh you know, whatever. Obviously, yeah, the roads are built for a reason. So, um, mm-hmm. anyway, but we, we, we're going completely like off the subject. Yes, sir. It's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 no, so I, I have to warn you in advance. I expect this is going to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'm a rumbler as well. It, talking and and walking as well. But the um, um, that was my attempt at humour. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, the so so like you said, you've converted a car, right? Um, yeah. Like, what made you? You, you you mentioned the the fact that you you wanted to have an electric um, uh, uh, you know mobility okay. when I was a, when you were a child. But what yeah. made you like decide to one day? Oh, I'm gonna. Did did you own this this car and you've decided to convert it, or was it like a project where you just took it? You know, you you said yourself, okay, I'm just gonna buy a car and convert it. What was the uh, what's the story? exactly what you just said i just want i bought a car knowing that i wanted to convert it i remember when i lived years and years ago lived back in australia i'd even bought a a haynes manual about i'd already chosen the sort of the rough sort of car i wanted to convert it was an old old mitsubishi mirage from the early 80s because i used to own one Uh, and i bought the haynes manual back in australia to figure out how the car disassembles and all that that's how ready i was then when i moved back to new zealand um, back in 2006 or so, I thought, okay, why not? I've got a garage. Let's do it. So I went out and I bought an old Mitsubishi Tredia that was uh, uh, 180 bucks, I think, which you know is probably not worth that. Uh, but I, oh, I one, one step I skipped over, uh, I was spurred on, like I'd always wanted to do this, but I was spurred on, like many people, by the movie Who Killed the Electric Car? And once I'd seen that, that's when I had to get off the couch, get in the garage and really start converting a car. And and there was very little information available at the time because only a handful of people had done it uh, for obvious reason, because, you know, the technology wasn't great. You had to use lead acid batteries. uh, So you could only ever go so far in a converted car back in those days because while lithium existed and nickel metal hydride existed, it was outrageously expensive. So... You had with with lead acid batteries, 
you had a limit because it was weight. There was only so far you could go. You could say, well, whoa, what if I put in a ton of batteries? Well, I thought, well, if you put a ton of batteries in, that would theoretically give you a lot of range, but you're limited by the weight of the batteries. So it, it reaches a tipping point where no matter how many batteries you put in your car, you're never going to go past a certain range because you're trying to drag the weight of the batteries. It's like a, it, it, it's, yeah, it's its own barrier, whereas lithium has unleashed an entire new realm of range possibilities for conversions. But now, what's the point? Because there are cars like the Nissan Leaf, which are going for dirt cheap. Uh, but yeah, at that time, there was very few people who had done conversions. It was freak freaks did that sort of stuff. So I was a very happy freak to do it. A great learning experience, and it, uh, it got a lot of attention. And I ended up doing something which no one else had done at that point, documenting the entire process with videos which uh, which turned out to be incredibly popular I didn't realize I, I, I've had some people I still meet today say oh I watched your videos 10 years ago they got me interested in conversions and and I didn't really think I was doing anything uh, to help others but it turned out that yeah it was uh, a lot of people drew inspiration from those crazy videos yeah that's amazing that's amazing um you know <clears throat> To think that um, you just decided to pick up a car one day and uh, and just convert it into an EV, uh, yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah. Um, most people just don't don't do that sort of a thing. Like, what what is your background? Are you sort of an engineer or you're a tinkerer or you know what is the? Uh, uh, I'm a, a breaker you, of things. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a bit, there's a bit of knowledge required to you know. Presumably, I don't know how high the voltages were in that car, but you still have a DC. Uh, voltages and you know, oh yeah, it and... could still it could still slightly kill you uh, if you if you did something wrong. <laughs> uh, but the my my background um, for more, from around a decade was um, telecommunications, working for telecom back when it was called telecom. Now it's called Spark or Chorus or something. It's changing its name, but. Uh, so yeah, I, I, so I knew how wires worked and when I was a kid, I used to, you know, take a little nine volt battery and a little motor and I'd join them together and make them watch things spin. Uh, but, uh, I, I couldn't tell you anything about microchips or anything. I just knew that you know, positive goes to positive, negative goes to negative or vice versa or whatever. And that, so you knew, that was new enough not to kill yourself basically. Yeah. That's, that's all you need to know. Really, the electric cars are, conversions are so simple. All the components you buy off the shelf, there are dozens of places which sell electric motors and then the converters and then the batteries and you just join them together and you realize, oh, okay, so I need a, I need a one, I need a 20 centimeter cable from there to there. So you write that down and you go and talk to a cable guy and say, hey, I need a 20 centimeter cable to join this battery to this battery and he'll make it for you. Everything's just ready for you you don't have to you don't have to sit there you know, soldering component boards together I mean you can there are people out there that are doing it but for an electric car conversion it's so easy everything's just plug and play well it is now it is easy nowadays thanks to people like yourself who documented the process and obviously enabled it and okay. inspires you know generations of people who to do it but was it was it so easy when you started it was still pretty easy back then because uh electric cars are really simple things like a with a gas car you've got uh, fuel pumps and and filters and oil filters and fuel lines and and all this vacuum tubes and all this stuff all this is this crazy nonsense but with an electric car you've got three main parts you've got the motor the battery and the controller 
and then the rest of it's just little bits and pieces like a couple of big fuses that just go in in between the big cables somewhere in case something goes wrong you've got a main contactor which just switches on and off you've got a couple of uh, gauges the amp meter and the uh, the voltmeter and uh, then what else you've got a contactor that uh, turns that closes the circuit when you turn the key and that's pretty much it that's all there is to wire in. There's, there's, there's no complicated circuitry. And all that stuff that I mentioned, uh, the, the ammeter and the voltmeter, for example, they just tap into the existing circuit. You don't even have to drill any special holes. It's, it's just run a cable to the dashboard and glue the little meter on it. And that's it. It really is that easy. You make it sound so easy. It almost sounds like Legos. It, it is. That's a great example. <laughs> yeah, Lego. It's like Lego. You just... You just plug things together. And of course, when the time comes to actually flip the switch, you want to make sure, you go through and you want to make sure that, that it, all the batteries go negative to positive, negative to positive, negative to positive. You don't want the batteries to go you know, to short circuit and go from positive to positive or something like that. You don't want to short circuit a battery pack um, when you're getting up into high voltages. Cause, uh, my battery pack was uh, 144 volts, which is pretty normal. Uh, but that's still that could still kill you if you've got it the wrong way. But then, of course, so can playing with a, a, a fuel tank full of gas. Exactly. Yeah. So, in, at least with the electric car, you could, in theory, flip the circuit breaker if something goes wrong, and uh, and or it should do it by itself. It should flip the circuit breaker, or it should blow a fuse by itself to stop any cat- catastrophic disaster. That's that, that's a theory, anyway. <laughs> so. Um... How much did it cost you to actually convert that car? You mentioned it was hundred and something dollars to buy it, but oh yeah, the car much? was the cheap part. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the the rest of the conversion was it was cost around about twelve thousand dollars in total at the time, wow. which is that's probably about sixteen pounds. I don't know how what that is in the, the New Zealand's <laughs> currency conversion. Yeah, they call it the New Zealand dollar, the Pacific peso, but uh, it, it costs about twelve grand and. Unfortunately, part of that was also import taxes because I had to bring in the giant electric motor. What giant? It was about the size of a watermelon. I had to bring that in from the USA and then pay import tax on that. I had to bring in the the controller from the USA again, import tax on that. Uh, so a lot of little bits and pieces like the um, the circuit breaker, uh, all of these the stuff I had to import from around the world. So you've also got a thousand dollars. Um, worth of shipping costs involved, at least a thousand for all of those components. So, so it's it is it's it is doing it's it's harder. It was harder in New Zealand because of the isolation. If you're doing it, I was so jealous watching other converters make their first little fo- steps into the conversions in the USA, for example, because everything there is there's, there's you pay nothing in shipping. I used to go onto websites and look at component prices and think, oh, I can afford that, and then I click on click select country. New Zealand. Oh, shipping, $650. Oh, God. Wow. So, was it, so was it just it, because it, of the weight? Uh, the weight and the, uh, the distance. It's, you know, New Zealand's a long way, and there's no, there's no easy way, to, there's no shortcut to get there. And obviously, uh, presumably these days you can just buy it from China, and, you know, shipping is usually free. Yeah, you can now. The amount of stuff you can buy. Oh, I wish, I wish that was an option back, uh, back then. But uh, there was, yeah, it was so, it was the early days of, of the, the EV renaissance, and the USA was really my only choice when it came to buying components. And I, I, the the service I got from the USA was fantastic. I'd happily buy parts again, uh, and I'd, I'd I still I'd, I'd love to do another conversion. You know, it sticks in your in your blood, it, like it alters your DNA once you've converted a car, and you see you unlock this the secrets. You realize. My God, that's that's really quite simple. 
and you want to do another one and I'm already every time I, I now I look at some cars some classic cars I'm thinking it's a beautiful car I wouldn't mind converting that to electric and that, I think if I do it again <laughs> if I convert another car again it would be a classic car interesting that's there's a there's a quite a big market in the UK for the uh, for conversions uh, yes. uh, classic conversions yeah we have thanks, a garage, thanks to the likes of um, nearby that does it I've never been to it I know of its existence and you know it's on my list of places to go to I follow a few of them on on social media and uh some of the and, and of course the the electric car show fully charged follows a lot of these conversions and some of them are just works of art oh they take tesla drivetrains and tesla battery packs which of course never existed when i was doing my conversion and they slide those into existing aston martins or the original range rover suvs and they just make these these old cars live again it's it's beautiful i'd love to do something like that and now with the cost of of Nissan Leaf packs and, and Tesla packs. All of these batteries are now flooding the market secondhand out of crashed cars or dismantled cars. The options there now, you can do long-range electric cars, you know, more than, say, 100 miles per charge for around about the same price I paid because you can just buy a dead Nissan Leaf to harvest the parts out of it, and then you've got, you've got an electric car ready to convert You've got yeah, man. You've got all the components you need for an electric car to convert for three times, four times the the range and performance and levels of comfort uh, than I did, but for the same price. Interesting. So that's that's your next business idea then. Ah, uh, people have often asked if 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 there's any money in electric car conversions, and yeah, there is as a business model, but uh, because every car is different. For example, a customer brings in a Porsche 911 and says, I want it to go this far and, th- and this fast. And you say, okay, everything, it's possible. We've got the technology, but your engine mounts have to be handmade this way. We have to create a battery bank that fits with this unusual shape of the car's boot. For example, all of these little things. And then the next customer comes in and says, all right, I've got a uh, BMW. I want to convert that. And of course, you've got to do the whole thing starting again. You've got to spend a week designing motor mounts and battery packs and all that to make it fit. And that just means that it's a very expensive business. You can't have, if everyone drove exactly the same car, it would be easy because you could just really make kits that drop in and you could drop the price right down. But because every car is different, uh, the cost puts a lot of people off. Unfortunately, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not it, easy it to make very... money out of it. Yeah, it's a very custom job, and obviously you would have to charge people for it. But I'm sure there's yeah. enough. Well, I'm not sure about New Zealand, but in the UK and certainly in the USA, there's you know there's plenty of uh, interest. And as I see adverts on YouTube, because I, I watch all sorts of videos, including yours, yours um, about conversions, and you, yeah, obviously ads pop up for um, you know convert your EV EV for you. Well, uh-huh, there's lots, uh-huh. of, lots of businesses. Um, so I get always... different ads on my computer. It keeps telling me there's hot girls in my area. And I've, I live in my <laughs> area, and I know there are no hot girls here. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, well, that shut you uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a good response to that. Sorry. Carry on, carry on. I live in Britain. This, you know, uh, let's just not go <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the less said, the safer. <laughs> You're gonna have you're gonna have uh, pit, people with pitchforks on your doorstep soon. No, I, I live in a quiet area. Okay. Um, just I, yeah, there's too many sad old men with too many motorbikes around here. But that's about oh, it. Oh, so you've got you've got um, hot grills in your area instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, 
I, I do have to ask, like the, um, you know, how was it driving a fairly small car in uh, in Slovakia? Or any oh, of you? I, yes. I, 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 started, I started following you after watching your videos and I distinctly remember one video which just, just cracked me up and I still bring it up as a sort of um, a great sort of humor. Uh, you, I think you drove to Austria or, or Germany and back and you were so peed off about the, um, <laughs> the public charging infrastructure. I remember, yeah. the, you know, at the end of the video, you, you showed up dressed up in in um in your um, in your suit <laughs> you yeah. made a statement about was, or, or or an appeal to uh to companies about you know yeah. uh, ch- charges and it was just amazing it just cracked me up this is going back uh must be about five years ago now and of course the electric car revolution was underway i i had an electric car it was a a one of the the mitsubishi imeve clones peugeot ion uh, and I decided to take it on its first road trip from Bratislava in Slovakia across to Vienna in Austria, which, you know, for those that don't know, might sound like, wow, how far away is that? It's a long way. No, it's only about 60 kilometers. It's like they're called the twin cities. Bratislava and Vienna are sister cities right, or side-by-side cities. And so I thought, okay, that'll be a piece of cake. So I thought, you know, I drove over there um, fairly normally. And I had a card that apparently worked with the the the, very, the 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 blossoming network that was just installed, a new fast charger just installed over in Vienna outside of Burger King. So I went over there, and uh, I went to find. So I went over there to buy some salty Dutch licorice because it's really hard to find for obvious reasons. No one likes it. Uh, so I went to to buy some because I liked the stuff because I was raised on it. And then I went. To of course the store was closed because it was the Saint Sausage Day or whatever public holiday. The stores are always closed in Austria, <laughs> so uh, I, I then I went. I thought I gave up and I thought well I'll just go home. I'll go and quit charging and I head home. So I went to the charger and plugged the car in, waved my card in front of it, and it said Nein, you are not activated, and it wouldn't let me charge the car. And it, that, this started an hour on my phone with the phone battery gradually descending. Oops, sorry, that noise was my phone. So this started an hour of struggle uh, trying to contact someone behind the charging system. This was a Sunday, I think, as well. Uh, And I was calling every phone number on the page and no one could help me on the website for the charger. No one knew anything about it. I said, no, I don't. I know nothing. Nothing at all. And so they weren't helpful at all. Sorry, my my Austrian accent is really camp. I have to apologize. It's very good. It's very good. Too many Austrians watching this. Uh, well, listening to this, it's it's terrible. I'm sorry, but anyway, uh, I I managed to finally get a hold of someone, and they, someone in control, and they said that charge is not not in their system. They couldn't connect to it, so they couldn't even turn it on for me. Uh, but oh. they gave me directions to a, a slow charger a few kilometers away in an underground car park. So I nursed the car that only had a couple of bars of electricity left. I nursed it to this underground car park. Finally, there's a car parked in the space where the charger was, of course, a gas car. And so I managed to, to, you know, typically that was my first icing experience where a car blocks the charger. And so I managed to just by parking right up against close to this other car, I managed to just reach the charging point and plug the car in on a slow charger. But of course I had to, I had to get, I had, 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 it had to be full to get home. So it meant that I had to pay for four euro an hour for, for well, almost four hours for the car to charge in the slow space while I wandered around aimlessly in Vienna, which, you know, which was a nice, a nice problem, I guess. 
but then I finally got enough, I got to above three quarters full, and then I drove home back to Bratislava. But I encountered a, in one of those summer evening storms, which meant you, know, you had horizontal rain and, and a strong headwind pushing back, and I, I finally got to the fast charge across the border in Slovakia on turtle mode, just before the car had run out. And that got me so angry that 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 it was it was like 2017 at the time or 2016 at the time. Electric cars, if they want, if, if car makers and recharging networks want them to take off, they have to be as easy to use as gas stations. So I put on a suit and I put the camera in the garage, aiming at myself because I thought, well, this is this is a serious message. I'm going to wear a suit for this. So I put a tie on, even though it was the middle of summer, <laughs> and I stared at the camera and I told the electric car service providers or charging providers, you know, if you guys want electric cars to take off, it's got to be as easy as a gas station where you, anywhere in the world you can drive in. You don't need a membership card. You just drive into a gas station. You pay by credit card and you fill up and you drive away. And it's got to be that easy. Don't make us sign up for membership cards and and rewards programs and and all this junk. Just let me drive in, put in my credit card details like you can with modern modern gas station pumps. You just you just you don't even go inside anymore. You just pull up. You put your card in front. You enter in your PIN number and you fill up. It's got to do, we've got the technology. There's no reason why they couldn't do it with electricity. And finally, three, four years later, that's finally beginning to happen. But it shouldn't have taken that long. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Well, here in the UK, we only have one network that. Oh, really? It's, uh, that does that. Um, oh, I see. There is there are some chargers that have sort of added um, a contactless charger to it, so uh, a contactless um, card. Um, thingy to oh, like, like, a, like credit card yeah yeah so you can like um i don't know what you guys call it in new zealand but i think it's it's called contactless in the uk is it like wave something wave pass or yeah they call it pay wave here and it's it's you know it's contactless in slovakia but yeah they've got different names but it's a great service you know it's just a yeah, wave yeah. card so, in front of it and... but there's only one uh, uh charger money i can't remember the, the network name but the um uh, they you, that's the only way you can pay for it. Oh, basically, okay. I'm sure. That, I'm sure they have, you know, for their employees and all that, they have RF, RFID tags. But as yeah. a sort of, um, you know, Joe public, that's the only way for you to pay for it. You just wave your uh, your card at it uh, to begin to start the charge, and then and wave is, it uh, to end the charge. Is, that's it. I foresee it's how it's going to be in the future. I, I I can't see like in the beginning in the in the early days when you know maybe, for example, the UK had a thousand electric cars on its road. Yeah, sure, have RFID tags, sign up for membership and all that stuff. But now as people are, you know, there are shortages of electric cars from makers that have underestimated batteries and things like that. And now, you know, they've got waiting times for people to buy their cars. It's gonna. People aren't gonna. People aren't going to want to have to sign up before they use a charger. You don't want to sign up to Shell or BP before you go and fill up your car. People are just gonna want to just go in there and just. We're busy. We've got to go pick up the kids and got to go and you know set dogs on fire and all the stuff. You're busy. You got to go and do. <laughs> so you, you don't have time to go and sign up for membership cards. So I foresee that's how it's gonna be. Just wave yep. your card in front of it. No membership. Pay. Charge. Drive away. Yep. Um. I, there's there's so many obstacles in a way of ev adoption and <clears throat> we don't want charging to be one of them um oh absolutely you know, got, absolutely like uh, well we've we've we went to we, me and my wife we went to uh, new zealand in november last year oh and, really uh, yeah because uh, I, I always wanted to go 
it was our honeymoon so we just picked new zealand as a as a destination we um and we traveled all over basically from from the north to the south um and i've seen you know quite few charges but i i would imagine living with an ev in new zealand must be pretty hard unless you have you know tesla sort of uh, uh, sort of range because uh, i haven't seen that many rapid charges there was plenty of leaves around auckland sort of area yeah and queenstown uh there are but, yeah uh, there are a lot of leaves around but um you don't see them out on the open road much they are just city cars like most cars you know they are just doing go to work go to school pick up the kids go to you know go to the supermarket like like most cars uh, but uh, if you want to go long range, you have to take an Ionic or a, uh, a um, yeah, Hyundai Kona or or Tesla or one of those. Yeah, the lesser leaves are just are just city cars. Yeah, we've seen we've seen actually quite few Ionics with um, what seemed like a government sort of um, it, you know emblems on the side. On the, on the, on, yeah. yeah, on the side. Um, is that, is that something that you know the the New Zealand government does, or uh, you know, is that like a local initiative? Do you, do you know anything about it? There are I don't know much about the uh, the 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 government itself, but local governments uh, like city councils and things are really putting a lot of money into electric cars. I saw um, last year, I think it was, I saw the Auckland City Council. Uh, I stumbled upon a car park full. Like literally full. There must have been thirty Ionics, brand new electric, wow. just sitting there ready to drive. They must have just been delivered, and it was like stumbling across you know a pot of gold, or like when you unlock a secret level in a game. It's just like what, what, what? You do a double take and think, hang on, is, are they all electric? And I wandered up and down, thinking, my God, they're all electric. I mean, I've never seen so many electric cars in one place. So, so yeah, the local governments do seem to be getting on board because yes, it's an, an expensive initial purchase price, uh, but overall. It is cheaper to run. Of course, it's cleaner as well. But overall, what councils typically care about is cost, and they are cheaper to run. They they cost essentially nothing to run. Yeah, and especially since it's driven by people who don't own the car. The mm. you know the, it's it's not even the fuel that costs uh, fuel costs, but the it's the maintenance. You know when yeah. people treat cars like they usually do cars that they don't own. Exactly, you've uh, got it. Yeah, they, they they put they, they put so much stress on them like. The uh, you know there's a there's an old Polish joke um, that went basically uh, I'm trying to remember it now. <laughs> basically, you know, I love it so uh, far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only car that can mount any curb is a company car. I think. It's oh something yeah. Like that. I mean, think um, about the last is... time you, you last time you hired a car. You know, especially when you were younger. Did you mother it and care for it as if it was your own? Of course you didn't. You know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, we 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 drove we drove the car in New Zealand pretty hard. Um, yeah, and and it was so, a gas car, and unfortunately, because you know, we couldn't get a Tesla. Um, like I, yeah. I I looked for a Tesla um, uh, rentals in New Zealand, and there weren't any. Like I no. couldn't find any any that you would let rent me some take a car cars, for but not Teslas. Weeks. Sorry. Yeah, you can rent some electric cars in New Zealand. There are some services, but not Teslas. No, uh, and obviously to do a trip from. From the uh, this, uh, the north to the south, um, you know, it's I, I don't know how many miles we've done, but it must have been thousands, and um, we, we couldn't have done that in um, in in, a, in an EV. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've driven because I, I I have a thirty kilowatt hour Nissan Leaf, 
and i've driven from it uh, i've driven i've driven it from where i live in tunbridge in kent all the way to edinburgh then glasgow and back uh and that from from here to edinburgh is about uh 700 miles that's cool. i don't know how many kilometers that is but it's, uh, that's over a thousand and it takes you you know takes you takes takes quite a long time in a regular quote-unquote car um yeah. it took me about 12 hours with all the stops because obviously you know you can't drive that long uh, without any stops like it's just mad um oh, this um robert llewellyn who who runs fully charged i, yeah. I, I interviewed him uh, a few weeks ago and he came Ooh. up with a great term bladder range because of course we all yes, talk about I, the I cars range but yeah, <laughs> bladder range. <laughs> yeah there's only so far you can go before the uh, the meat bag behind the steering wheel turns out to be the problem not the car <laughs> Yeah, I think in my case it's about two and a half hours. Um, okay, I just need, okay. that's, that's I just your range. <laughs> yeah, and and two and a half hours, incidentally, is about how far my car can drive on the motorway without stopping. Okay, um, which that, you know that's pretty good. And that's just a thirty kilowatt hour pack. Yes, yeah, that's very good. Two and a half hours is is good. I think with the first generation Leaf, you'd be you'd be lucky to get more than an hour. Well, yeah. Well, th- this is this is the first generation, obviously uh, higher capacity battery. Um, oh right, right. They because the the original one was twenty four kilowatt hour. That's right. Yeah. So um, I'm actually putting together a at, at this uh, this very week I'm putting together a a buyer's guide for Nissan Leafs because there are there are um, uh, s- there's so much information out there about the Nissan Leaf, but all of it about the new models, of course, because that's all that's what the newspapers write about. They write you know the the latest model. They do write ups of the latest models. That's normal. That's how it works. But there's nothing, there's no buyer's guides out there for used Nissan Leafs for those people on tiny budgets like mine who want to get into the electric vehicle game but are just a little bit uncertain. How do I tell if the battery's good? What do I look for? What about um, design flaws or anything like that? And there's just nothing out there. There's, there's some web pages, but there's no videos out there going through the car step by step. So that's something I've been working on this week, which should be uh, hopefully really good fun. That would be interesting. Um, so... What do you drive these days? Oh, whew, at the moment, I'm driving possibly possibly the most sophisticated and stylish automotive machine humanity's ever created. I, I, don't, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that. It is the pinnacle of human achievement. It is a 2001 Hyundai Accent. Uh, and uh, it's, I may have embellished a little. It's, it's, it's absolute crap, but it works. Uh, and it's just a stepping stone. Um, the once I left Slovakia, I came back to New Zealand, and uh, I just needed a basic set of wheels before I figure out what's happening next in my life and where I'm going. And I didn't want to invest ten thousand dollars in buying a used Nissan Leaf, so I thought, well, let's just I'll just buy a two thousand dollar gas clunker, uh, and that is serving me until one day I send it off to the big Hyundai yard in the sky. Uh, but uh, at the moment, this week, I'm actually test driving. I'm borrowing a used Nissan Leaf uh, because I needed it for. It was, it was offered to me by a really nice guy, and I need it to make this Leaf video as well. So, uh, but today, this afternoon, I'm going to be dropping it off and picking up my stylish and sexy 2001 Hyundai, and it has it has moss, so it's eco-friendly. Ooh, it's green. It's got actually, it's got some moss Quite growing on the green. window. It's literally green. You know, it's 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 already <laughs> biodegrading. <laughs> uh, so I I would imagine so my my first ex, my sort of first experience in New Zealand as we hmm. when we got off the um, uh, the plane in 
in Auckland actually um, yeah. was um, I looked around and it, it, everything looked I looked at the cars obviously because you know that's the first thing you usually see at the airport it, it looked to me like I've been to an Asian country specifically Japan <laughs> yep um, yep with all this sort of squarey, boxy vans and, you know, all these sort of cars that look very much, you know, you know, cars and you, you there's, a, there's a lot of cars that you can buy in in Europe that are Japanese, but they they do different trims uh, for Asian market. Like everything's kind of, I don't know, more scarcity. I don't know how to explain it, but everything kind of runs down a little bit more. And these are the sort of cars that... Uh, I've seen in New Zealand, so I presume there's a lot of when you buy a car that's sort of like a you know like a Nissan, presumably it comes from a Japanese market, and yeah. I presume there's loads of secondhand leaves currently on sale in in Japan. So uh, I'm guessing that's where the cars usually come from, right? When you buy yeah. them in in New Zealand, absolutely. Um, most most of the cars, most of the electric cars in New Zealand. If not most of the cars in New Zealand that we're all, that the average person is driving around are used Japanese imports. There are most of the Leafs, most of the electric cars are used Japanese imports, and most of those are Nissan Leafs. And the majority of Nissan Leafs are used Japanese imports. There are also there are a tiny handful um, that were made for the New Zealand market and were sold here brand new. Uh, but most of them are second-hand. And there are a handful also that are uh, that are used British Nissan Leafs that were shipped down here because, you know, steering mm. wheel's also on the correct side and, you know, there's nothing fancy needed. But, yeah, the, the great majority are used Japanese Nissan Leafs, which, like the one I'm borrowing, means that uh, a lot of the buttons are in Japanese, that the dashboard display is all in Japanese, and the um, the stereo and GPS and everything, all that's in Japanese. And every t- every day you start the car... The thing says "Konnichiwa" and then goes on to a spiel about six six seconds long in Japanese, and I have no idea what it's saying, but it's probably good news. <laughs> Interesting, because my, my leaf doesn't say anything, and uh, the, the, <laughs> the, it only just made it made a sound when when it was new, but I turned it off because you know <laughs> after a while you just you just you just fed up with it. And one of my first YouTube videos about my car was just me reviewing this or going through the sounds and actually showing uses um where it is and i think i've got something like i can't remember how many views but you know it's, it's probably one of my most popular videos ever um right it's just i get loads loads of awful comments from uh from other people just saying that the uh, the sounds very uh sounds sound very childish which i do have to agree they sound they sound very i don't know what's the word like they, they sound japanese basically is, yeah they know, do is, they is, do is the way to put it but but my car never spoke to me so <laughs> no, this, a lot of people like obviously this is a, a common problem in New Zealand. The talking Japanese cars, not just not just Nissan Leafs either. A lot of, a lot of cars, you know, the Japanese they love they put every gadget they can think of. It like the Americans, they just throw any gadget imaginable in there, from electric seats to to uh, heated mirrors and you know all the stuff you'd expect in the top end car. Surround sound, uh, surround um, reversing cameras, all that stuff the Japanese throw in their seats. In the, in the in their seats, sorry, in their cars. I'm thinking vibrating seats as well. They put that stuff in, um, but it just means that a lot of the cars do talk. And at first, I was thinking, well, this is getting annoying because I've had the car for over a week now. Uh, but as the time goes on, I like the car talking to me in Japanese when I when I turn it on. And I found that there's uh, other Leaf owners are the same in New Zealand. Yeah, you know, at first it got that got on their it got on their tits uh, on their nerves, and then 
after a while they start to realize that actually I kind of like this car yabbering at me in Japanese. It's just sometimes it's a little disconcerting because like yesterday driving on the motorway, just driving home and then the car barks at me in Japanese and I really don't, I wasn't doing anything so I don't know what it, <laughs> if it was important or not. <laughs> But <laughs> hopefully it doesn't say you're about to run in, out of battery you know just no well I'll, 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 I'll look down at the dashboard in fear thinking well, well what is the battery too hot no the range is finer what did that mean and it just adds to the variety of life <laughs> can, can you not change it to english at all you can uh i don't know if you can change the the speech to english but you can just you can turn it off there is a way to turn it off, which I've decided I don't want to. First of all, it's not my car. Secondly, I kind of like the random Japanese. You know, it's just adds. To, it's like it's like some pepper on life. You know, adds to the variety of life. Um, uh, but you can you can change the dashboard and and the uh, head unit and all that to English. There are some guys in New Zealand that do that, uh, but the pricing could be around five or six hundred bucks to do it, which is you know you have to ask yourself if it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to keep a, a secret Asian girlfriend, or do you want to, you know, learn, uh, teach her English? I yeah, well, I mean, we've all got secret Asian girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, is is it a thirty kilowatt hour or twenty four kilowatt hour? Twenty four. I, I'm. Okay. Uh, I was given the option of a couple of leaves to borrow, and I chose the twenty four because that I wanted to make the buyer's guide about that model because that's the model which is the most prevalent in New Zealand. That's the model that has, uh, which are on the dealer lots the most. That's the, the 24 kilowatt hour model is the one where most Kiwis are thinking, hey, I want to buy an electric car, but I don't have a lot of money. That's the one they're going to go for. So that's the one I wanted to make the guide about. Uh, yes, I could have gone, I made a buyer's guide for the 30 kilowatt hour pack or the, you know, the, the new 40 kilowatt hour pack, but those are, those are, out of the price range of most Kiwis, so I went for the went for the the one that's flooded the market. How to find a good one of those? And I, I'm hoping, really hoping that that video will be popular because I've spent a week working on it. And if it's a complete flop, then well, I'll just go and hug my pillow, rock back and forwards, and cry myself to sleep. But if it's a great success, that would be wonderful. I hope people share it and and find it useful. Well, I'm going to definitely share it, and you know, I. Um... If anyone wants to watch your videos, I'm sure they're not going to be disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, so the, you know, the, the year we live in now, 2019, is very interesting because um, there were loads of cars that were supposed to come up, come out on in 2019 or being available <laughs> in 2019. Yeah. And and obviously, 2020 is like the year of EV. Everyone has uh, been saying that they're going to release things in 2020. But the the trouble that I'm having with um, 2019 is that all the cars coming out are either very expensive because they're new or mm. they're just luxury cars that you know there's loads of automakers that are trying to get uh, grab a bit of um, markets back from from Tesla um, but they're not they're still not appealing to like a you know Joe Blog like myself who's not willing to spend 65-70 grand on a car mm. um, and yeah, I could probably, but that would meant a divorce, and you know, I would love to, <laughs> yeah. have to live, live in that car. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, I like my wife. <laughs> so, um, and but interestingly, in the, at least in the UK, the uh, the second hand market, EV market, is blossoming. There are cars that, um, like my car, is still worth pretty much the same amount of money 
uh, on the second hand market as it was sort of last year and some of the cars actually like the one you used to own in Slovakia that yeah. car uh, is now you know pretty I, I don't know what the exact price is but they, uh, the prices are, are on the stay, staying on the same level they you know it's not a car that you would um, think anyone would be willing to buy these days but there's uh, there's still a, a huge market for the, for those cars because people That's are funny. realizing okay well you know we have two cars as a family, let's just say, and, you know, we don't want to, one of them is kind of wives run around and we don't want to be paying through the nose for it. Let's just right. buy an EV. Um, and, and you know, more and more people own EVs. So, so the sort of the message gets through. There's still a giant sort of um, opposition uh at least in the oh, UK yeah. for it's, EVs. It's like, an ingrained, it's, 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 it's an emotional thing. It's not a logical thing. It's just an emotional thing. You, you like, like, for example, I took, uh, I took my neighbor. He's a great guy. I took him out for a blast. Uh, he'd never been in an electric car, so I took him around the block and then a sand leaf. And I, I, think, I think he was interested. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's interesting. But he, but he definitely wasn't convinced. And that's going to take a lot of, you know, it's, it's going to take a lot, of, uh, a lot of persuasion. You know what's going what's gonna to make the difference is the cost. Yes, there's the environmental benefit. Yes, there's the noise. Yes, there's pollution. But we, it's, it's, I hate to say it, but it's true, we only think about the money. So once those cars do come down in price, then we're going to see, and it's already happening, we're going to see those people that said, oh, the electric cars just aren't there yet. I hate that phrase. They aren't there yet, whatever that means. Uh, now those sort of people are slow. Some of those people are now buying cars. Uh, a friend, a, fa- a family friend, uh, when I did the conversion, he used to he, he used to poo poo the idea, he'd mock it, and say, "Oh, they'll never catch on. It's just a joke, you know." And uh, last time I saw him late last year, he said, "You know what? You were right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I want to buy one of those Nissan Leafs now." So it's it's happening. It's happening. I yeah I, I sadly in my sort of um, close circle, it's not as popular of an idea. Still, I've get I get loads of in the family and and sort of around my external sort of friends and you know friends of friends they're all still very um like even my wife wasn't quite convinced she was you know she was happy for me to because i usually drive not her um she was mm. happy for me to buy whatever i'm comfortable with uh, right but but she wasn't convinced initially at least i didn't get that sort of vibe but now she's she's an ev advocate um uh, ob- obviously we're, we're like we're very practical like when people ask we know the downsides there are downsides yeah. like to like it's just like with everything but the upsides, in my own opinion, just you know, just are overwhelmingly just crashing the downsides. Like I'm happy to stop every two hours for half an hour and just relax. Um, I just drive in a different way, um, and that means that doesn't mean slow. <laughs> Not most of the time, anyway. Um, you know, well, that's, just, that's the thing. Yeah, it's it's the, it's, the sort of the the, the 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 association that we have as a civilization or 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 generations of people uh be, before us you know that associate the noise with fun mm. it's just it's just very hard to explain to to everybody or to most people that i come across that these two things are not um related to each other you can have plenty of fun in a car that's absolutely silent not quiet but you know it's much more quiet than uh than a a, a, a petrol or diesel car and oh um, yeah yeah and and you know that's that's coming from a guy who I I I wouldn't say I love the noise, but I I I I love the uh, the sort of the the noise that you control. I I often um, I often compare 
people who rev their cars at light or or, or, or you know happy to drive through a, a, a highway or sorry the um, high street in a in a town revving up their cars to uh, uh, a, a, an amateur guitar players who you know they're in love with their own noise but they're the only people who are in love with their own noise everybody else yeah, is think- not quite quite amazed by it um and that there isn't sounds, that's pretty it. pretty accurate <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my sort of an uh, analogy as a poor guitar player guitar player you know i can, <laughs> I can relate <laughs> um, how's the second hand market in, in new zealand then booming DVDs, absolutely booming there when i did my first conversion back in 2007 i think i got i got it road legal in 2008 there were around about 20 electric cars registered on the roads in New Zealand, um, wow. if that, maybe 15. Uh, and they were also either conversions or they were um, electric motorbikes or things like that. There, there, was, it, there was really nothing there. Um, however, today, uh, I think l- a couple of months ago, we just crossed over 12,000 electric cars registered on the nation's roads. And almost every single one of those is a used Japanese import. Because of course, Japan, uh, they have subsidies. So they get these cars uh, at a more affordable price, the buyers there. And then I believe uh, after a car reaches a certain age, I might be wrong, but I believe in Japan that uh, it becomes quite expensive to register the car after it becomes a certain age, which for us is still a new car, uh, still relatively new. But for the Japanese, it's it's old, it's time to flick it off. So those cars end up uh, in... A lot of countries that drive on the left. Uh, so New Zealand's one example. We end up with bucket loads of these cheap cars that come down, and uh, it just means the market's flooded. Oh, there's a car dealership just down the road, yeah, just in the suburb I live in. It's it's just it's 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 a kilometre away, if that. And I've they must have about twenty generation one uh, twenty four kilowatt hour Nissan Leafs on their lot. And I went and I spoke to the owner last week. And asked him, you know, is, is business going? Is the business going well? And he said, if and he said that if it wasn't, I wouldn't be doing this. He's uh, course, he was just, yeah. yeah, it's just can't keep up. There are just people who desperately want electric cars. They want to. They they're just sick of paying for gas. And then they, they now know from friends, like you say, people people they know who have electric cars. They now the word is spreading, and. They just want to get behind the wheel and stop paying for gas, most importantly. The ecological benefits are a, are a byproduct for them. For most of them, they just want to stop buying gas and paying for ex- expensive stuff. And the only fear is, is the car okay? Is it any good? Is the, bat- is the battery going to die tomorrow? That's the fear that's stopping people from doing it. Of course, the cost is still high. You're still looking, even the cheapest electric car, if you can find one, you might you might get a bargain for nine thousand dollars, which is probably around four thousand pounds, I guess, maybe a little less. Yeah, it's uh, about but, half. Of, right. Of, um, yeah. So yeah, you you might find a bargain, but then of course, how do you know if the battery's okay? Uh, that's again, this comes back to the whole point. The reason I'm making this video coming up to to show first time EVs who are who maybe maybe know a little bit about the leaf it's not going to be a big a crash course on you know who created the leaf who designed it when it came out and all that there is a little mention of that but it's basically just a buyer's guide how to find a good one and with the market as it is right now flooded with nissan leafs it's it, it's it's a great time to go electric because you've you've got the choice and actually something interesting i saw a couple of days ago the head of the I think it's the head of the Motor Trade Association in Australia, in Queensland, in Australia, went on stage 
a few days ago and said that there is no there is no future in gas and diesel vehicles. And this is the guy this 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 organization oversees car dealers and service stations and he's gone on stage and said there's no future in gas vehicles. That's got to tell you something. If he says that, that's got to tell you something. And this is why I went on Twitter and I said that, you know, I'm not a market analyst, but if he's saying stuff like that, maybe it's time to sell your gas or diesel car now while it's still got a little value. Because within, within the next five years, I foresee gas and diesel cars are just going to plummet. Because who's going to want them? When yeah, in well, five years from now, yeah. we're going to have long-range second-hand electric cars available. Who's going to want to go out and spend? Just like, yes, I want to do the same range, but I want the car to be noisy and smelly and very expensive to maintain. No one. They're just going to plummet. Yep, I, I, you know, I obviously agree. Um, the, um, the, there's a, the, there's a big reason why you know so many people are buying secondhand EVs in the in the UK, and there's there's more and more small businesses uh, coming up that just basically either lease them or rent them, and they they usually buy secondhand leaves just for like right. city running. Um, it's 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 very amazing. Like it's just yeah, um. I'm I'm always surprised that these things are very slow. Uh, but I th- I think what's happening is the um, uh, like you've you've mentioned that there's a you know there's um there's a shortage of EVs new EVs affordable EVs. I I don't think that's the case. I think I I'm, I'm I I wouldn't say that the uh, the car manufacturers are that silly and they didn't know that there's going to be demand for electric cars in 2019 i think what happened is that they've spent so much money on research and development of the uh, you know petrol and diesel cars and platforms i actually previous episode of take it ev was the uh, my rant about uh, hybrids um and how you know self-charging hybrids and all that nonsense oh, is the is just you know, like a 20 year old story that's just you know it's not going away for some reason um but I, th- I there's so much money that car manufacturers spend on developing the platform that they build the cars on uh <clears throat> that you know and they they set out the roadmaps probably 10 years ago for the uh, for whatever they're selling yeah. now that they they cannot they want to recoup the, the 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 money they put in put in in the r&d of those and uh and engineering and they just cannot um say okay well you know because with with such a high demand and such a great range of let's just say Hyundai Kona like you know 64 kilowatt hour battery 300 mile range um that's a car like when i bought my car 3 years 3 and a bit of years ago everyone was saying oh 100 miles is not enough blah 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 um you know i need something that can do 250 miles because xyz um and <clears throat> i could agree 200 miles is like a sweet spot you don't have to worry about you know most mm-hmm. of journeys because it's in the uk if you use uh motorways uh it will take you about three and a half four hours to drive 250 miles um on the motorway um and obviously that's at the legal speed and all that uh yeah which is you know which is a lot an awful long time going back to the uh, the bladder range um uh, it's just you're not going to spend that long uh, uh, in a car in a, in a car anyway but the uh you know um hyundai if if they were led purely by market forces uh, as kind of perceived by an average Joe, they would just say, okay, well, we're going to stop selling um, petrol and diesel Hyundas, uh, Hyundas or Conas. We're just going to, from now on, just sell electric ones because the, ch- the, the the range is such that, you know, there's no 
we we're having we have all these other cars in the range they can be you know petrol diesel but this particular range is just going to go fully electric but they're not doing that i think it's just it's it's all purpose uh like it's just they've they've obviously knew that the um that they just want to have a sort of show the taste of it to people but they're not they don't want to cannibalize their uh, their own petrol and diesel absolutely platforms. this is i think with 98% or 99% of all car makers it's it's a case of when it comes to yeah you know, of course like you say they've invested billions uh, and set out roadmaps for internal combustion plans and profits from those those uh, that technology and then of course they've they come along with this electric version which can do the same range per charge but doesn't use any parts or pulleys and all that, and, and and effectively could be a loss for them, where's the incentive to switch over, to throw all that research money away and switch over to electric? So they don't, you know, that's why they still, that's why car makers have taken so long to sell the electric models, because uh, to push, to promote the electric models, because there's still so much money left in internal combustion. They All the parts and all those aftermarket uh, sales and service and all those genuine parts that, uh, that have to be installed in those cars, you know, there's so much cash to be made out of them. And unfortunately, it just means that electric gets put on the, on the back burner. And it's, it's not until cars like uh, manufacturers like Tesla came out and completely, completely changed everything we knew about electric cars, or everything we thought we knew about electric cars. Suddenly, electric cars are sexy again. Whereas gas car makers, like you know the big big auto, that all it, it almost seems as though the they'd gone and talked to their designers and said, right, we need to make an electric car, make it good, but not too good. <laughs> that just seems to be what the, the 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 modus operandi for gas car makers over the last decade make it good but not too good and tesla's gone and come along and said make it good full stop yeah don't don't get, me, don't get me wrong there's plenty of benefits from hybrids but we had hybrids for 20 odd years it's yes. it's a, you know you would expect sort of natural there's uh, there's there's a uh, again i rumbled about it so but it just uh, Pees me off this subject because the um, you know there are architectures uh, different uh, hybrid architectures and one of them that is like the the best one in my opinion and it's been tested and you know um, and it's the simplest one that I can think of is if you if you think about uh, BMW i3 with the range extender which yeah. they don't make anymore uh, sadly the that sort of architecture where you have a medium sized battery which you know you can scale up and down and a little a petrol motor in the back with uh, that's tuned to to work very well with a certain RPM range and just top up the battery. That's like the perfect hybrid architecture or, or range extender uh, architecture. And cars like that have been developed over ten years ago, um, where the batteries were you know back then batteries were obviously much more expensive. So you would expect if if the reason was and and the fun to drive was the uh, the primary goal of every car manufacturer in the world this would be natural uh platform for them to to pick up because obviously electric is just there, there is no contest when it comes to torque like you know it's just by all mm. sort of accounts m- m- mine and many people that i know who love fast cars you, you just can't go wrong with electric you, you know you've got an instant response from the throttle you just absolutely go. um and i'm sure you you would agree uh i i i would love to be proven wrong but you know i i just <laughs> in, in my in my Nissan leave i can i can uh, smoke pretty much any other car on the road 
uh, straight off from the uh, from the uh, stop line because it's got that in- instant torque. I don't know if um, you're the same, but I find myself when I'm watching shows like uh, uh, like the Grand Tour, which you know from which used to be Top Gear in some ways. Uh, whenever they're they're test driving the new Lamborghini or, or or the new Aston Martin, and they said this one has a blistering zero to a hundred in three point nine seconds, and in my mind I'm constantly thinking, oh, so it's almost as fast as the family sedan Tesla Model S. <laughs> Precisely. Like I, I've, I've, I've been saying my, my wife's obviously rolling her eyes every time I say that. But the but I always say if I if, I said to her, look, if I ever have money to buy this, like a Lamborghini or whatever, and I do buy it, please remind me to buy like two or three Model S's instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I. I Back in a day when I was younger and I worked in research and development for the various companies, I knew loads of rich people, and I know from their, um, you know, honest uh, sort of um, stories that those cars are utterly expensive to to like maintain. Oh and yeah, it's, it's not fun. Basically, like it's it's a sort of it's a sort of fun thing to you know it's like an antique where you pick up and you're like oh, I'm afraid to break this because it's so expensive and you know and it's useless because it's just me so you just take it out for a short run or spin every so often and that's it uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I would love to see somebody doing hundreds of miles in a in a Lamborghini whatever uh, you know across the uh, the country uh, like on daily basis it's just it's not a utilitarian car it's, it's not no. it's 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 a showpiece it's a trinket exactly, you know, it's, exactly. and by all means you know, they're, they're, some of them are really beautiful looking machines but they are just yeah they're, they're not they're not practical cars but then again the sort of the people that buy them they know that they're buying them because they they're buying them for that that prestige that wow factor and for a lot of the time for the attention oh yeah oh yeah there's no there's no you know there's no other other way to, about it like you're gonna attract loads of uh loads of people most of them are going to be rolling their eyes and thinking what a you know such and such but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you but you're still gonna get people's attention but yet if you buy something like a model s you can buy a you know p100d ludicrous and day to day you can it's obviously quiet so you can drive your mum to church um yeah but at the same time if you just want to have fun you press a button and you just go and yeah. i've test driven uh ludicrous model s um, and it's just it blew my mind like it's, it just blew it, my mind it is out of this world there's no other way to explain it, it hurts the acceleration in that car hurts and and even even somebody like Jeremy Clarkson who's a, a top person <laughs> yeah, yeah, a high profile <laughs> person who is not a fan <laughs> of electric vehicles I'm just going to use a T world T world for anyone who wants to uh, you know, look it up. Uh, but the uh, it's just he was amazed by the Model X. Um, he, uh, he was. He, some, he was. He said something like a two-ton machine that can do you know uh, zero to hundred in like or hundred kilometers or zero to sixty in in, in in here in two whatever seconds. He was he was blown away. And, I'd also you know, wonder was, if uh, his change of tune regarding the Tesla car. Uh, was possibly because he's seen the figures. He's seen how well these things are selling, how how much people want them, how much they're revered in the public eye. Maybe he realized that actually it's probably best to get on the right side of history here. And maybe that's why he's changed his tune a little bit. Well, I, I, I don't think he's a, you know, uh, the Top Gear is a, 
as a sort of entertainment show. I wouldn't get your facts from it. It's obviously presented. Oh well, no, in a you and I very... know that. You and I know that. <laughs> but at the same time, people do take a lot of it as gospel. Sadly, yes. Uh, but you you just have to you just have to know that it's a you know it's all stage or most of it. Oh it's yeah, just, yeah. It's just purely fun show um, to watch. Like entertainment value of it is is a waltz when yeah. they were on the um, on the show uh, was amazing. But at the same time, you know, I don't think Jeremy, a person like a Jeremy Clarkson is, is necessarily somebody who, uh, who day to day is a very sort of big, you know, reasonable advocate of, of sort of amazing things like that. Like he's just, he's a, he's been brought up in a, in an, in an era where, you know, uh, you had to have a fastest and loudest uh, thing. And he's obviously, I, I don't want to, badmouth him too much <laughs> but he was brought up in a in a wealthy family so he had access from the young age to exquisite cars and all that so he you know he didn't have to like the the, the sort of the simplest utilitarian options that we have as sort of average person with a medium income it, were just not a, a problem to him you know he he could as a, as a child or, or a sort of teenager, he, his family could afford to buy him whatever he wanted. So he obviously went for loud and and fast. Um, but but he, I was I was still amazed that he was he was blown away by by Tesla. He he had a lot. Like, I I love the sense of humor this guy has. Like the um, you know the fact that he packed the car with packed the lawyers. car with <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> that was just great. amazing. Like, <laughs> you know, as 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 he's a massive douche, but the. Uh, but oh, at the same yeah, time, yeah, I have yeah. to I have to give him credit for just. I, I feel sorry. His, I mean, as far as I can tell, his persona. That's why I don't hate the guy because I'm aware that his persona is manufactured. He's he's you know it's, the whole thing, the whole Jeremy Clarkson best in the world, all that. It's it's all manufactured. It's for television. Yes, there must be some truth to it in his personal life, but but I don't think he runs around you know, burning liberals and things like that. I, I think it's all just manufactured to get a bit of a rise out of people. Unfortunately, some people do. They take the bait. Yeah, well, you know, he did punch somebody in a restaurant, which is just a bit of an outrageous thing to do. But again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was brought up spoiled and, you know, it's just it's showing. But his sense of humor, like my, as much as I just hate that sort of thing, but... Uh, but I don't know if you watched the episode where he reviewed, uh, was it Ford ST or Ford Focus or something like that? And he drove it around oh. the um, shopping mall. And, and took it off a, a landing craft on a beach. Oh yes. my gosh. And then, that was so then, absurd, but it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And again, this was all staged. Like, you know, it's not oh, something... Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I would love to see the outtakes of that, like the number oh, of times... and the behind the I'm scenes sure, I'm sure there were at least yeah. five cars that he crashed. Films. Must have, must have, surely. That one that went off the off the landing craft into the sea. That that's a write off immediately. If it survived, exactly, get exactly. rid of it. It's dead. Yeah. But but how oh, many dear. cars Ford actually sold because of that is just another story. Um, oh, it's, it's I, unbeatable I, PR. I, I loved I loved his sense of humor when he said, "And is this car elect- uh, green?" And then obviously he's showing a green car. He, it's a so green car. They, they knew he's going to say that because he was driving a green car all along. Yeah. Uh, and my, oh, other, my other favorite moment in Top Gear again this is something like I don't see anyone else like if I had you know a budget I would do the same thing but when he was testing um, an audio equipment in one of the the other cars and he had uh, Eric Clapton playing um, playing guitar through the other uh, speakers oh, of the car to gosh, test it out yes I remember that it was amazing like I, I was like I was just like wow that's just the you know the 
I just I just love the, I, I love them for those or these sort of moments but everything else is obviously rubbish like why would you show me a Lamborghini yeah, yeah, it's, whatever like who cares <laughs> I, I admit like, that as, as much as I love cars anyone who knows me knows I love cars I do prefer quirky and unusual slash accessible cars I'd much rather go and poke around at a 1980 Honda Prelude than a 1980 Lamborghini Contach or whatever. Uh, it's just this, I don't know what it is, but I find that the, the, the little accessible cars are so much more fascinating for me. Because yeah, I've, I've they, 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 there's, there's, I have a connection with them. I, I have no real interest in, in Lamborghinis or, or exotic supercars. They're visually appealing, but, but I don't have any connection to them. I don't, I don't feel much when I look at them. Uh, in fact, I was never really much one much for new cars. I, I never had any new cars that, that stirred my soul until I saw the Tesla, the Model S, when that came out. And I thought, hello, that's new. That stirs <laughs> something inside me I hadn't experienced before with a new car. Yeah, which it's it's a great that's a great sign of the times. Yeah, it was it was a lot, lots of fun. Thank you very much for uh, for appearing on Take It Easy. It has been my pleasure, and uh, I wish you much success. And uh, <laughs> may your may your hips be shapely and your cars be electric. All right, folks, that's it in today's episode, and uh, thank you for listening. Greg, it has been a pleasure starring on Take It Easy. As always, your feedback is greatly appreciated. Do get in touch on Facebook or Twitter. It's facebook.com slash or at takeitevy on Twitter. And um, just, you know, if you see me anywhere else, just stop by and say hello. Thank you very much. See ya.